Hello and welcome to the Soulful Valley podcast. If you're a regular listener, thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. If you're new here and don't know me yet, I'm your host, Katie Carey, independent publisher of Books That Matter and an international best-selling author. And of course, the host of this globally ranked podcast. I help metaphysical coaches and healers gain confidence, clarity, raise their visibility and their credibility, giving them the opportunity to shine their light brighter so that the people they are here to serve can find them. I do this by creating opportunities for them to become best-selling authors in my multi-author and solo book projects. I also offer one-to-one mentorship services to help spiritual business owners find and unlock their limiting beliefs. In this podcast, I'll be sharing wisdom from myself, coaches, authors and energy healers that could be just what you need to transform your life today. You can connect with me via the Contact Katie button at my website at www.soulfulvalley.com Hello and welcome back to the Soulful Valley podcast. We are thrilled to be back and to bring you an incredible lineup of guests from now until September, leading up to the launch of our groundbreaking book collaboration, Evolving on Purpose, Co-Creating with the Divine. Prepare to be amazed as you dive into the chapters of this book. Within its pages, you will find a treasure trove of wisdom worth thousands of dollars, encompassing coaching, healing, business strategies, spiritual growth and mentorship. The authors have poured their hearts into recounting their personal journeys, including the challenges they faced and overcame. Mark your calendars for the grand launch of our book on August the 30th. We can't wait to share this remarkable creation with you. But that's not all. We want you to be a part of this journey right from the beginning. Join our Facebook launch support group by finding the link in the show notes of each episode. By being a part of our community, you'll gain access to exclusive content, discussions and behind the scenes moments. And here's the cherry on the top. When we officially launch, we'll be showering our supporters with a multitude of free gifts. These valuable resources will be yours to download when you purchase the book. And that's not all. If you're a coach, healer, a spiritual entrepreneur, a writer, a poet or a business owner. We invite you to explore the exciting opportunities waiting for you at soulfulvalley.com. Discover how you can join our collaborations and become a vital part of our mission to empower and uplift or co-create your own solo book with us where you will receive 100% of your own royalties. Don't miss out on this incredible podcast series and the chance to be part of something truly transformative. Tune in, connect, and evolve on purpose with us. Together, we'll co-create a brighter future. Visit soulfulvalley.com after you finish listening to this episode. Dr. Suzanne Kurz is a German scholar, life coach and creator. She has worked for almost 20 years as a university researcher and teacher on the history of the Persianate culture in Iran, Middle Asia and India before embarking on a new adventure. In her second life as a coach and hypnotist, she supports people who feel stuck or caged, who want to reconnect with their inner compass, intuition, or simply to feel calmer and happier 
where they are. One thing that has never changed is her eager interest in people and their stories and her passion for breaking through limitations. Based on the experience she has gained through a hobby, she also offers coaching to actors on optimising IMDb, Wikipedia and social media. Her most exciting project in the making is an original high fantasy TV series that combines her unique experiences and skills to form a vision for a brighter world embedded in the story of a gripping adventure. You can learn more at suzanne-kurs.com forward slash magicians hyphen blood hyphen series and on instagram.com magicians blood series hello and welcome to the soulful valley podcast suzanne hi katie i am happy to be back on your podcast again <laughs> it's wonderful to have you here suzanne suzanne was a guest i think right maybe series one or series two right in the early days of this podcast and we shared a bit of our story of how we met back then but a lot's happened since then hasn't it we've definitely been evolving on purpose <laughs> so, <laughs> Susanna I'll let you introduce yourself to our listeners who are you what do you do and how did you end up in this book collaboration <laughs> yeah I'm my name is Susanne Kurz I'm German as you can hear from my accent I'm a scholar of the cultural history of the Persian-speaking world after the advent of Islam, a life coach, hypnotist and creator. And I went through quite a journey to becoming a life coach from first being an academic researcher at university, then transitioning. Yeah, as we will probably talk about later on in the interview, I'm still on the road. And my chapter is also on the journey and other aspect, aspects of the journey. And I came to collaborate in the Evolving on Purpose book two, more or less through our personal connection on Facebook, because I was following what you were posting. I think I was in the launch group of uh, your prior book. I won a prize and I think we had another prize in mind first and then for some reason and then I offered you, you the offered, chapter <laughs> and you offered me the chapter I knew what I wanted you to write in this book <laughs> and that was that was exactly what I wanted too because I had seen the evolving on purpose book one and this title had really resonated with me and so I thought well that's a great second chance so I'll jump in and the funny thing about how we met is that on on my journey from being an academic um, to becoming a life coach. In the early phase, in back in 2017 that was, I knew I wanted to get out. I also didn't have a new contract coming up and I absolutely had no idea where to go. That meant that I was facing something like a big black hole in my life, which wasn't that conscious for me at that point because I always have stuff to do. I'm a creator. I always have ideas and things that I'm working on and uh, things that I want to test and to try and so on. That was something that led me to run fan pages on social media for a British actor. And that's where we met on Instagram, right? On the fan page that I'm running there, 
And the reason for that was that I think, Katie, you thought it's actually the actor himself because you <laughs> used to work with him. In the, I did, in the... because suddenly you were interacting a lot with my posts, so I thought it was him. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's interesting because I followed you. I think I uh, back then I had, might have been in 2018 or so, I was checking, he, he had made a page on Instagram. Actually, he made this page, which he is uh, running now, uh, when I switched to the fan page on Instagram and uh, said, voila, here's the fan page now. And then he came over and made this new account because he had an old one that was idle where he had put on three posts in 2012 or 13 or something. Okay, so while I was transitioning in, in, in the early time when I knew I wanted to get off academia and I also didn't have a new contract coming up at that point, but I absolutely didn't know what to do and where to go. And obviously that's also a financial problem, not just a problem of purpose and what to do. I had kind of a big black hole in my life that I was staring into, but I wasn't really aware of that at the time, which is because I always have things to do and have plans and projects and ideas. So I didn't really realize that because I was busy all of the time. But in retrospect, I understood that was the case. And there was something that kind of saved me and jumped into this uh, this big hole. We connected because I had figured out that some people were following his page who, who knew him from Facebook or from real life. And he wasn't doing anything. I mean, absolutely nothing back then uh, <laughs> on Instagram. So I was the only person who was displaying anything and sharing news and all that. So I thought I should point the people who are following only him and not me uh, to the fact that there is a page. So if they are interested, they can follow me. So I started following them. And I think you were one of them. And yeah, you started following, you started liking my posts and following my posts. And I know that Ivan has, um, on his Facebook, often shared when it's a full moon. So I know he's, yeah. he's at least into the full moon. <laughs> Right, exactly. And that came about because I really, I mean, I kept those people who followed me back. I kept them. Also, I, I try to interact with as many posts that I see in my timeline as possible when I like them. And I especially liked your page because you had this interesting mixture of inspirational quotes and eBay business uh, reports and um, I, as I was looking for what am I going to do I was obviously I was also interested in all ways of uh, and kinds of making money so yeah. I found it really interesting and we personally connected then and I think that uh, also when uh, when it was clear then to you that I wasn't Ivan was when I saw your posts about a, a coaching program of our common coach Joanna no. Hunter yeah, because um, it was the My Million Dollar Experiment and I sent you, well, I, I, either I sent you the link or you saw the post and you joined. Yeah, I saw, and I then saw, we saw just your posts. Got more connected exactly. then. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, when I, when I decided that I wanted to test it because it wasn't high risk, you know, I think she sold it for $25, yes. So I thought, yeah, well. If I can become a millionaire with uh, an investment of $25, all the better. That even if it doesn't work at all, I, I've lost $25. What 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 else? And then I thought, yeah, okay, I've seen page. That's an affiliate link. I go back to that link and join it through the link. Because I, I know how affiliate marketing works. And I think it's all, all uh, only fair if you 
get to know an opportunity, something that interests you, because someone posts about it, then you should use their affiliate link. Yeah. And that's then how we connected in the group, because I think you commented somewhere that you had, had gotten that many people who came through your link. And I said, I, hey, had, and I'm I one think of it them. was about 60, 62 people. And because I did that as well, that's how I invested in my first chapter in the first book I wrote in. So I wouldn't be doing any of this if it wasn't for for me deciding, you know, $25 is ridiculously low for the, for the I, I'd already joined her Deepak and a couple of, and Lightwear. Mm -hmm. So I knew that, that the value in, in this year long yeah. campaign at $25 was amazing. And, and I'd hoped that people would see that. <laughs> and they did, 62 people did see that. So yeah, that's where it started for us. And then we've ended up in, in Joanna's um, several of her courses together. Yeah. So it, it, the journeys evolved. We, we've got the same, we're on the same path of, I think, understanding the energy of money. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've both perhaps been traumatized by money <laughs> or the lack of it. <laughs> but, but, but a lot of our journey has been similar. So yeah, I really did want you to write a chapter in this book. <laughs> Yeah, and so that's that's a really good opportunity that came up when I won this this prize, got the chapter because that was a point in time when uh, there was no way I would have been able to uh, to invest in the in the chapter actually and uh, put money in because I had I think I had spent twice that money for newspaper ads, you know, to mm. get clients and. Uh, no, one one was for newspaper ads and the other half was for a video, which also was broadcast on a regional channel, but that didn't really work out. But the newspaper ad, one of them had really worked for me before, but that one hadn't. So I had basically spent yeah. a good deal of the income, the, the overall income I had had. I remember you saying at one point to people when you saw my, you know, my book opportunity, I think it was before yeah. you even did join, and you were telling people, this is, is amazing value. I've just paid this much for an ad and this much, and it, they didn't work. <laughs> yeah, book, exactly. Writing a book. <laughs> it's <forever>. exactly that's <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 how I, how I how I told people about it because it's kind of an enhanced international advertising opportunity. Exactly, and it, and it stays forever, doesn't it? it doesn't go out of date yeah. a week or a month. Exactly, so. and 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 you 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 pay about the same amount really for an elaborate newspaper ad that is in the newspaper one day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, Suzanne, can you share with us a little bit about the chapter that you have written for Evolving on Purpose, co-creating with the divine? Yes, my chapter is called Moving Beyond Loss of Purpose. That also sets the theme, which is uh, mainly about my journey from academia or through academia uh, to where I am now or where I was when I wrote the chapter back last year. So it's, I have made, I think I've made a one paragraph update this year, but most of it is the situation that I had last year because I'm evolving so fast at the moment. <laughs> Things are developing and changing all of it. It's quite some time one year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that seems to happen with people in these book projects as well is that we take on exactly what the title is. <laughs> we're actually we're actually living the journey and, and going through the spiritual growth of that title. I think because in the um, back of our minds as well, maybe you know we know we're, we're writing in that book, <laughs> so, so we become <laughs> what we're what we're writing about. 
which has been quite interesting. So another thing that really excites me about you, Suzanne, is your bigger dreams. I know about your bigger dreams and I'm very excited about your bigger dreams because they were sort of somewhere along the a similar trajectory as my big dreams since I was a child. <laughs> Share with us a little bit about that because this is something I want people to know about and I want people to support you with as well in future if they can, you know, if they, if they want to do that, if they can do that. And I'm sure, yeah, I'm excited that you've asked me to participate in some way as well. So Exactly. That relates to the creator thing that uh, the creator uh, attribute that I've given myself. That is about the development of a fantasy, high fantasy TV series that I'm currently doing. I've made a little bit of progress just recently. It has been in the works uh, and in my thoughts for about four years now. And it is a series that is based on a novel concept that I've written years ago. I think that was in 25 or 26, something like that. And that was actually a story that developed out of an exercise I did, a writing exercise I did during uh, still doing working on my PhD dissertation. It is essentially about two major themes. I mean, we have an adventure story. We have a magician in there. He's a, a bit of an, uh, an older character uh, in his uh, high in his 50s. So it's not about a teenager who is yeah. coming of age. It's more like showing that midlife is also a portal to new avenues. That's one of the two major themes in it. The other one is about essentially uh, exploring the theme of clash of civilizations in its complexities and perspectives and showing that there are various perspectives at work. And it's not like you have good and bad, but you have just perspectives and you have to oh. understand that uh, this is the case and everyone is kind of justified in the way he thinks of things and he approaches things, even if the methods may not be great, but they have, you know, it's there's a logic behind it. Yeah. That is something you have to understand and you have to accept that the logic in itself works too. And then transcending and overcoming clash of civilizations by individual spiritual growth. And our main character, this magician, he is someone who is kind of between two worlds, between two cultures. He has grown up in a magician realm as an orphan raised by his uncle, who is a really big guy there in this magician realm. But his mother came from the neighboring kingdom. And uh, the neighboring king kingdom is a merchant kingdom. And in his youth, he has, well, let's say he has had a bit of an issue with the king in uh, the kingdom where he has been raised. And so he had to flee and he went over to his mother's homeland. The thing is that his, his parents disappeared there at some point. They wanted to go there and check out if they can live there and left their baby boy with his uncle just to keep him safe while they were exploring if this is a good idea. And that's because between these kingdoms, there has always been a bit of a strained, well, a bit of a strained relationship because the magician kingdom has been an empire early on and had incorporated that means conquered and thereby kind of, let's say, suppressed the other kingdom. <laughs> yeah. And that's still in the collective memory. I mean, those days are over, but they have strained relationships and they have frequent wars and all that. There's a kind of xenophobia going on with regard to magicians and people from that kingdom. But he went, goes over there and obviously in the back of his mind also there is the, uh, the idea to maybe find out what happened to his parents. But 
he kind of becomes friends with him and ends up being the regent minister there. And then when the king disappears in the next war, he takes over. And um, yeah, that's that's the situation where he's then 25 years later. And there's where uh, that's where we start, where then suddenly there we have an assassination attempt. He um, uh, finds finds out that the king of the other realm, the other kingdom, uh, tries to kill him. He has to figure out there are other things that are going on that are quite concerning and there's something, there are some secrets going on and all that. And so it looks quite concerning. So he is pushed to make a move and he decides he has to go back home and find out what's happening there and face his past and face the situation and maybe come out on top of it. That's the idea he has, but mm. let's see how it goes. And my idea then was that, uh, yeah, as you said, you would like to be involved in acting again. And oh, yeah, you know, I've been playing with this idea now. <laughs> yeah, and to slowly step back into it. And yeah, I have recently mapped out, I mean, I have a script for a, a kind of a proof of concept short pilot. So it's a short version of the pilot, which sets up the world, introduces the main characters and teases a bit what uh, what's going to happen. Uh, but I've then uh, mapped out the full pilot now. And while mapping out the full pilot, I suddenly found that a character, a side character, but um, nonetheless important, came up in the pilot, which is a scene we can do. It's a character that will then, in the last episode, also have an important entrance. I propose also fits, you know, visually, you, your type quite fits the role. And uh, so I think I had the idea that uh, you could do this role, you could play this role, especially as we don't need you to, uh, you know, run around. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> That's quite important. I'd have to be hobbling around on a stick or riding around on a nice scooter. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is that we have a lot of uh, fascinating stuff in there. In this serious concept, we have of, we have one male main character, but because perspectives are so important, uh, there are various characters that are re really important. The interesting aspect of our main character, aside from what I've already told you, is that I like to call him my villain turned hero in a world that doesn't have villains and heroes mainly because it's just people it's people yeah. they have good uh, sides and they have bad sides and they make mistakes that's the one thing that all the roles are really important there are no small parts in this in this series and uh, because all the perspectives are so important we also yeah. have uh, a younger generation of course which may take over in uh, another season later on then uh, completely but they they are getting also more coverage in as we go on in the story and we have of course very strong female characters and they will play an important part in unveiling the fact that not everything that is in the traditions is necessarily true uh, that there might be a change underway in uh, this story and in this world and that we are uh, potentially entering a new era here and uh, the female characters are uh, pretty important for that not least also the younger female character who is kind of a very very soft nice friendly kind type of person but has you know this steel inside her has quite quite interesting capabilities and traits think about what else is important to know about this oh yeah and i think it's a it's a really good opportunity also to have a host of actors casted who are not the usual you know 
European type. And that's because it's set in a region that is is more like the near or Middle East. Because that's the thing I have essentially combined all my all my experience, all my expertise, all my things that I've learned in my life as an academic, as a historian, and as a life coach, and as a hypnotist, and as a spiritual seeker, you know. I've yeah. combined all that with my passion for the visual elements and creation. I've put that into this. So that's something that connects a lot of the dots for me. And also uh, where a lot of the dots of my journey that looking back, I can connect and see leading into this, not mm -hmm. only into this, but also into this, where that leads, which were completely, you know, unrelated at first mm. and, and not you know, that's where I think I couldn't see that coming. No, know? we can't, can we? We can't. Hindsight is wonderful. <laughs> One of the questions I wanted to ask you about that as well, then, if you wrote that such a long time ago, I would imagine that the script has evolved because of your experiences and your characters have evolved because of what you've been, you know, what you've learned over the last few years. Yeah, it's actually, the thing is, when I stopped writing it, I wrote it from, I think, 2006 to 2006. 2011 or so yeah. I uh, constantly wrote pieces of this work and I have a huge amount of material there that's one of the reasons why I came to the realization that I can't put that into a film that's too it's complex a series, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's a series and we can also we can do much more interesting things with with a series yeah. obviously yeah. and but at the point where I stopped that and had put that into my drawer and then only taken it out again in late 2009 when I had the idea to just go straight away to the screen with it instead yeah. of, you know, writing the novel, publishing the novel, getting the novel read, and then perhaps someone is going to make yeah. a film of it. That was because I had the idea that the magic of this world should be uh, connected. That, that's a really important thing. I'm, I was thinking I want to write something that I would like to, in that case, read now to watch. What I'm looking for in fantasy is often kind of an inspiration of, you know, something like a background reality, how, how the world really works as something that can be fitted into our world, something that mm. give, can give me a hint where to look and where to go and what to do. Mm. And I think the really the best fiction in, in that area does that uh, to mm. a certain degree. Uh, when I s stopped for a while, that was because of two reasons. One was that was organically evolving. So I had written a lot of scenes, but I hadn't mapped out all of the story at the beginning i went more by oh i could write this in this in this in and i had a couple of plot issues but the more important thing was that i was going for the magic being something that is tied to our actual background reality and the spir spiritual realm and uh, oh. things that are you know psi abilities and things like that which has fascinated me since since i was a teenager and i wanted to have a connection to that and I wanted to have a connection to uh, I wanted it to have a connection to this whole area and to actually offer inspiration for people who are seekers and to to show them in a story in in a world where we can just assume that's all real and that works you know while in our world there are a lot of people who would say that's doubtful if that were if it actually works and if that even exists you know but we have a fantasy world where that's all of that is real and i i wanted to use that to convey insights and wisdom and experiences 
but at that point I had read a, a good deal of things, but I didn't really have any experiences myself. And I had the feeling I wasn't able to do it, uh, to do it justice, to do it mm. the way I wanted to do it. And that's a very special aspect also of the series, of course, that it wants to show the level on which we are all connected, you know, and the breaking through to that level as part of working through these intercultural conflicts that are there in this setting, which are also there in our uh, globalized world. I mean, that's actually uh, something that I found very important to have in this show, because I've seen that not every show that had the potential to do that properly. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, so we will have a, a division there, but the we won't stay at the point of the division. We won't just play out the division, you know, and the conflict. We want to move beyond, beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love, we, it. I love it. <laughs> and obviously, in the in the first season, uh, which I've uh, completely mapped out because that would have been the book one, my my book one, mm. um, for which I have the complete concept. Obviously, uh, there we will just start to get into that. I mean, we have all the changes coming into work at towards the end it's underway during the journey but it really then starts materializing at the end and then i hope we get to a season two and three where we can then further develop that and for season three i have a kind of a matrix like idea for the background reality is the real reality. Yeah, I love it. Actually, I love it. You know? I can um, see your excitement in this as well. So I love it. If any of our listeners want to follow your journey with this, because that would be a wonderful idea, wouldn't it? How can they do that? Yeah, that 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 would be great. Because uh, actually, what we what we of course what we need is uh, people who help us with advice, with connections, with building a community. Also, uh, we, we have to raise funds uh, very investors, soon. Investors, if anyone uh, wants to invest in this. Yes, obviously, and or, or do sponsorships, like, yeah. you know, have your brand displayed in it, or, or just uh, someone who has, for example, who has costumes or weapons or anything we could, uh, could use, and we have then uh, company's name and the brand displayed, all that, uh, all that is possible, of course. And we have set up now, mainly I am running it at the moment, uh, an Instagram page. It's called Magician's Blood Series. You find it under Magician's Blood Series. I'm about to set up a Facebook page for that. I have a little group on Facebook, which I haven't really invited many people in yet because I have yet to put in the content. I'm currently working on more content uh, also for the Instagram page. The little group is called uh, The Brighter World Projects Mastermind because that is meant to really discuss creative projects that go in that mm. direction, that are creative projects that want to brighten the world, so to speak. Mm. You know? And I will put this more info on this project into that group too. So uh, it's a private group, so we can discuss and everything without anybody spying in, but we'll have a page. But currently with the Instagram page, Magician's Blood Series, where we can connect. And um, I also have set up a page for the project on my personal website. This is uh, susanne-kurz.com. Actually, I can't really can't wait to get that going. We also are currently talking to someone who could be our uh, director for that, who wonderful, is interested wonderful. in that. We have already a great uh, person for our main character, which I can't announce publicly yet, but I hope we'll get there soon. 
we are in talks for our female lead, which is a, a quite interesting and strong character too. And uh, it's also an actress who is rather well known to certain people who have are uh, in in certain fandoms for TV shows. Mm. So uh, and a wonderful, lovely person who is interested in it. So we don't have a yes from her yet, but she wants to be kept up to date. And uh, yeah, I think that that will be a really great thing. And as as you can see uh, and hear, we have already a few people in the industry who are interested in it. So the the concept is great. Uh, it's not just me who it's thinks so it's exciting. great. So exciting! So exciting! Yeah. And if anyone wants to, you know, make little gifts, you know, just send us something through to us to uh, get a bit more going to maybe be able to, you know, pay someone to do a bit more of the visuals uh, for our socials or anything like that. I have set up a little gift donation uh, oh, awesome. paper link paper link on my website. So I haven't really done a lot on the publicity side so far because we need more content for that. But I've just done a much more, you know, a compressed, <laughs> much more compressed pitch for our Instagram page, which will go live uh, in the next couple of days. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, moving forward with this and yeah, having uh, also having the opportunity to to pay my boys. I have two beautiful younger team members who are here in Germany. Uh, they have a bit of experience with pro projects, but are rather young and just breaking into the industry and uh, not not really where they want to be yet. And yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward also to having a proper pay for them so they can be more involved and more focused on this project in the future. That's that's wonderful. That's Suzanne. Thanks for sharing all of that. I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, thank and, you for asking. <laughs> and before that, we're just very excited, aren't we, that we're launching this book on the 30th of August, which is yeah. less than two weeks away now. So the title of your chapter again. The title of my chapter was Moving Beyond Loss of Purpose. And I have uh, shared, well, as much as was possible in the, uh, you know, uh, character limit uh, or the word limit of my journey from academic researcher, historian to life coach. I've also shared a bit on this uh, TV series project, probably not up to date because I'm constantly uh, tweaking my texts. Mm. But I have also, which is an important part of the journey, shared how, uh, how death has always been. Um, an important theme in my life and how that has essentially led to uh, my spiritual search like i'm a i'm a seeker i'm getting a lot more of revelations and uh, and and an idea how things really work uh, meanwhile but i'm still a seeker and that's i think that connects directly to the researcher because that is i found out that being a researcher is also researcher is also not a job description it's a it's a personality trait you know yeah <laughs> so i'm a seeker i'm a researcher and i'm i've mapped that out a bit in the in the chapter and how that has influenced me and uh, i haven't gone in all the, into all the details but i think i've shared that i went through several stages like looking at near death experiences as a start and uh, then moving further on and that was usually by the work of people who are kind of like me. Academics, grown up in academic circles, very rational, very skeptical, very doubtful about anything uh, on the sp uh, spiritual level and uh, in the spiritual realm. 
And these people uh, then got convinced by things they themselves experienced or found out that uh, there's more to life than what we usually see in, in the material world, you know, yeah. and or on a, on a material level. And that is something that helped me uh, to approach that because uh, I found that pretty convincing. I, because I'm not a person who has, you know, from childhood been, been able to see anything else than anyone, uh, anybody else. And maybe I felt things, but that's, I, I'm, actually, I found out that I have, uh, my approach is feeling more than yeah. anything else. But I'm a very visual person uh, generally, so visual and in uh, um, the sensory level. But I, I didn't have, you know, a, a special ability or anything. Mm. Uh, I couldn't see dead people. I cu couldn't see auras. I still can't see auras. Although I'm training uh, to see if I can make that happen. I didn't have any sort of experience of that sort. And that makes it much harder, you know, to, mm. to get into that stuff when you, you just don't have all these experiences. It's helpful when you have other people who are more or less the same or very similar uh, to yourself who then say, yeah, but my story is I got convinced by this and that, that yeah. there is more and there's yeah. a background reality. And this is how it works as far as I found out. And that was my journey. And I'm sharing a good deal, not the details, but a good deal of that uh, in the chapter. Yeah. And also a bit of the of the struggle, of course, on the more mundane level of finances and, and simply losing my purpose and losing my identity as a researcher, because not for everyone, but for many people who are in academia and are doing research and teaching, uh, that is part of their identity. And it's a way of life. It's not just a profession. It's a way of life. And when you lose that, that's a huge change. And you, the interesting thing that I found, that's something I wanted to share here, is uh, that during the time, which is also the time when I uh, was very active on, on the fan pages, during the time when I was shifting and transitioning, and I was with one foot I had still in the university because there, something had come up that uh, just helped me also to, to earn some additional money there. When I had still one foot in there, but I started to feel that I didn't belong there anymore. So yeah. that was long after I had made the decision that I wanted to get out for various reasons. Uh, that was the, the point where I really didn't feel like I belong there anymore came much later. And that was during I was transitioning. And on the other hand, I did an education uh, in psychology, not the university degree because I didn't have the funding and the time for that, but an edu a practical education that I wanted to have as a background for coaching. So simply that I know uh, if someone, when you are in personal coaching, you know, life coaching, as opposed to business coaching, uh, people come to you who have some sort of issue or dissatisfaction with their life. And then you have to uh, be able to discern if you are dealing with someone who actually uh, needs to be referred to someone who does real therapy uh, if you're a coach and don't have a license for therapy or if you can work with them. And for that, you need a good fundament in psychological knowledge. And I also learned um, techniques for asking questions and, and, and talking to clients and so on. Uh, very practical, practical things also. But while I was working on that, and I was transitioning out of academia and into this, well, I'll probably be a life coach thing. I just had no identity anymore because I felt I wasn't part of academia anymore, but I wasn't part of anything else. 
and it was a bit like shortly before I finished my first university degree where I was fed up with being nothing because you are just you are a student but you are nothing you know you're just a student and what I found was very interesting it was very uncomfortable and I tried to finish it by finding my way through and looking and how do I see myself and all that but it all didn't work one is it has its own rhythm so it it you just have to let it develop you can't you can't force it you can't uh, you can't just will it and say I I want to have another identity now yeah. it has to develop and the other thing which I find really interesting is why I now have all those different attributes that I'm, I'm saying I'm this and I'm that and I'm that is uh, because I'm not one of those things anymore I found in retrospect I would say it's really freeing to have no fixed social identity, to be not able to, when someone says to you, what are you doing and uh, what what's your profession, to quite be quite unable to say anything or to have to say a couple of things. Several and, things, yes. Yeah, but that that's really that's really uh, really helpful, I think, because it shows that's as well really how, how multi-dimensional we are, doesn't it? Really, yeah, and who we and really it, are. And it gives you the space actually to develop in various uh, directions and oh. uh, and 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 to honor your uh, various dimensions. Because one reason why I felt I couldn't stay in academia as a profession not not that I'm not interested anymore I, or I d don't ever want to do research anymore in my life. I I have some ideas which not not really fit the system but i have ideas for later on i'm just taking a break so to speak but one reason was that i felt i didn't have the time the energy and the space left for all the other things that are me i mean that was an important part of me and still is but it's not all of me mm. it didn't but it didn't leave space for anything else that is me and so by losing kind of lo losing my identity i i opened up to having yet again a free field so to speak to to go into and to, to develop uh, various directions and to uh, to honor these dimensions uh, that i have and now i'm slowly coming to you know to realize how it can be uh, broken down what labels I can put on it to to clarify uh, to others what I'm doing and what I'm about and that is this uh, the TV series idea idea started to materialize mm. where I found okay there's all of the things that I've done recently and before and so is going into this and this is really a, a container of what is me and what is my approach to life and what is my my contribution to the world you know mm. that I want to make and that's uh, that's essentially essentially about breaking through limitations and conquering fear you know that's the two things that I would say is are main themes in my life because mm. whenever I see the question if you could do one thing I think or teach one thing or help people with one thing i don't know how it was phrased but if there there would be one thing you want to uh you want to achieve or you want to do and i have to come up with the the, the most important thing that i think uh, one should i would like i would like to help people with and myself of course which i'm working on constantly yeah. is to to remove fear yeah Obviously, not not the necessary. Well, you know, so, yeah, so I, don't, I don't think you can remove the fear, can you? I think it's a case of of rolling yeah. with the fear, but or, yeah, but, in a more comfortable way. 
Yeah, but it's essentially this 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 problem with I think that's a, that's a really big thing that f that fear kind of yeah conquering fear in a way so not not having letting fear be the the person who runs the runs the show or the thing that runs the show I think that's something that really blocks most of us and and keeps most of us outside of what or away from what we can really live and enjoy and do and and create and so on uh, is fear. So that's that's an important thing. And the other thing is, and that's what all my life has been about, from my curiosity uh, when I uh, look back as a child, as a teenager, into my what I was doing in in academia, uh, the research where it was about a different culture and different times, different times and different cultures. It's actually not just one culture, but it's several cultures in kind of wrapped in one and what I d then started doing with the hypno coaching because I'm I'm doing hypnosis and what fascinates me about hypnosis always is about uh, breaking through limitations widening the horizon going you know to the other side of a limit not accepting limitations as as a wall that uh, where you can't can't move further but constantly going over limitations that's mm. the thing that and that's also in my in my that's in my show that's in my coaching that's in my fascination with hypnosis that's in my research and what i wanted to achieve there and that what i was looking for there so uh, that's the other big theme for yeah. me in my life yeah uh, i think i haven't phrased it quite that way in the chapter but the chapter is a lot about all these uh, these aspects and how uh, and also the fascinating thing how you know just in in the past six six seven years how how all those 40 dots that yeah. all over the place yeah. of things i was doing and i i was thinking like yeah well, but how how do, does it connect and how can i yeah. merge it and how can i how, how this when you look back somehow all makes sense and it's brought me i mean this fan page thing that's something i'm not really i mean my family knows i'm doing that but i'm not really where i wasn't really uh advertising that mm -hmm. and and that i was uh, putting energy in that because every you know rational being would say hey you have a lot of uh, problems of your own uh, you have to make a living you have to find a new uh, you have to run a business and so on shouldn't you focus on that stuff uh, i mean that's also the voice in my head you know when i was yeah but i have fun there but it's fun i like it i can create pictures i can edit videos i can edit pictures i can make posters i can make this it's fun i like it I, and I, on social media, you have the, the community, you have the people who are really, who really uh, sometimes tell you, you made my day with this post and things yeah. like that. It's, it's and, impactful, isn't it? We're, we're making an impact uh, on people with what we are doing and what we are creating. So that's I, think, I think being able to put the, what we're earning, <laughs> even though, you know, it's important that we can feed ourselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. And yeah. that challenge when you're a creative that, you know, that just become difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, the, but the thing is, if you look at that, if I had stopped doing the fan page work in, let's say, 2020, when yeah, I, I was have, we my business, we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't be talking. And now. I wouldn't be inspiring, like pushing you, do this that you're dreaming of. <laughs> I want to hear about this series. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you, thank you, Suzanne, for all of this wonderful magic, which is what it is, really. It's all magic. We've seen how you're connecting the dots. I've actually channeled a poem called Connecting the Dots, 
because I connected all of the dots in my life going all the way back to the childhood where I did believe in magic, where things did happen, but then the world told me I couldn't do that. I had to go and get a real job and earn some money to pay my way. And, And so that stopped me in my tracks of pursuing my dreams until 2020 yeah. when I started a podcast and now all these exciting things are happening which is it doesn't matter just, about the money which is just see another instance of uh, the truth that midlife is a portal Absolutely. to new avenues. Exactly. I, mean, I feel that I really feel that that's really not depicted uh, nearly enough on no. uh, on screen uh, at the moment you, and I think as well we, we connect with at, at this age anyway with my grandchildren I'm on such a, a, a I see children so differently than I did when I was a parent. Mm. There's so much magic in there that that maybe I miss because of all of the responsibilities of being a parent yeah. and the survival stuff. So, so yeah, I'm just looking forward to the rest of my magical life as a, an, an elder person. <laughs> And a really, a really fascinating thing that now just came in just to follow up on the chapter, uh, which doesn't have the updates of this year, you know. I mean, I had this very heavy incident in my life this year that my father died, also was ill last year for a couple of uh, of months, and we still were su- surprised at that point when uh, when he died. That was a really tough thing, but it also, interestingly, I could deal with that much better than I could deal with the death of my grandmother 15 years ago, or almost 16 years ago, because I was in a completely different place now even though it's closer, you know, when it's a parent. Yeah. But the, the interesting thing is that I really had uh, shortly afterwards, two months afterwards, I had a real breakthrough here with uh, one of the beautiful coaches on Facebook, uh, spiritual coaches uh, who is in my circle. I don't know, maybe maybe through one of your books. So I don't I don't even know how I got to know who her. Who is it? Who is it? Uh, <laughs> um, um, Melissa Arnold. Melissa, yeah, I just bought her book. It's the, it's through Matt, so Matt McGregor, who ah, I'm sure Mac, one course. day I will get to interview because she's in my next book, invited me to Melissa. And I'm also in Kyle Gray's community and she uh, was connected to Kyle Gray. So I feel yeah. a bit of a calling towards Melissa as well. I, she's, she's, a, she's, <laughs> she, she's, she's amazing, really. I, I did... Um, I mean, I was quite involved now in her book launch because she had an invitation to a launch group and yeah. had some goodies and all that. And I thought, hey, I want to buy this book anyway, so yeah. why not go in there and get some goodies for, for doing that? And she ra- ran a free challenge, a five-day challenge uh, this year in March, and uh, mid-March it was. And I have never had such a breakthrough like I had in this, several actually, like I had in this challenge. And that's also why I've stayed connected and I will be in the next challenge. And I actually won something now uh, around the book lounge, a little bit of a VIP. That's quite funny. That's quite funny because this is my bedtime reading at the moment because I'm reading her book now. Yeah, it's quite, quite, when you look here again, connecting the dots, the people that we're connected to and how ha- ha- yeah. we end up discovering because of these people and how how linked we all are it's just it is all magical <laughs> i mean that's that's really fascinating and i think that's that's something that really social media plays into that a lot because that's an amazing place to just uh, facebook really works very well for me yeah. in this in this because um, we find I'm... we find people like us don't we that we we see a representation of ourselves and and the topics that we're yeah fascinated with and and people people get upset about adverts on facebook i love them because they're usually 
something yeah. that I want to see. Yeah, I mean, that's that's quite interesting stuff uh, yeah. in, in the ads. And my take on the Facebook ads is that it's it's basically what keeps the, the platform free oh, yeah, for us. Because that's how, how they are yeah. making their money. I always welcome the, the ads. Why not? I mean, if it's more ads than, uh, if you know, uh, all the other my, my people post gets buried under ads. That's, that's another topic. But yeah. generally, the ads are just part of the experience. And the breakthroughs I had, one, one was actually uh, I had, I actually had in a meditation that was aimed at something uh, different. I actually had my first, the first connection that I felt was really, I was really sure about that was a connection with my father. And that was uh, and I can't as I told you I'm in the feeling area I can't really I can't really see uh, and I can't hear anything and so but I could feel uh, I could feel a field of energy and it was totally fascinating it was something I of course I, he was all the time on my mind at the time but uh, it wasn't something I was looking for in this experience so that's why I was really uh, convinced that was real he just showed up there and it's fascinating how he felt to me but that's the one thing. And the other thing was that I had been, I had done a reading with Katish uh, last year because she had an amazing, really, really affordable offer. And I thought, okay, yes, I need, because I was like, you know, with my business, what way do I go? How do I, you know, niche down and all the things and how do I make it work for me? Because financially it's uh, not working the way I would like it to do. And, uh, she said there was uh i'm really someone who ha has problems with all those concepts with archangels and things like that i know it's kind of a language thing but she said there's archangel raguel who wants to work with me and i should i meant to channel stories and things oh. and i said yeah okay so and i sh just needed to get more i didn't need to go after the next coach and the next coach i needed more to tune in and do more of the meditation and connection thing and then that was in early august i think and i was really happy about that message but because it's kind of what i always wanted to do is sit down and write and so but for months that was just i was trying to tune in and trying to do is automatic writing work and all that and just nothing happened and in this challenge, I suddenly there was something about uh, connecting with your guides, you know, and I sa had something like a bodily sensation mm. that came in, which was rather massive, rather strong in my body. And I learned from her that when you're channeling, it's it's good to be in your body mm. because then you are not going out so much into the, the fantasies. And so, you know, you, you don't yeah. you don't make up stories as easily. And it was like a message came through that I should just connect in with this feeling every day. And after, I don't know, two or three days, I suddenly had an image in my mind and I thought, oh yeah, well, that looks like it could be something I write it down. And I started writing it down and I had suddenly had such a little, a little story. I mean, it's more like parables. It's sometimes something happens in them. Sometimes not much happens in oh. them. It's like parables. And that they always have some sort of a message at the end. But I started channeling stories. That was really fascinating to me. And especially mm. after I had done the channeling course uh, of Joanna, uh, I think in 2021. I didn't do it when she did it live, but there was a time afterwards when you 
could still purchase it and then you could use it for a year. And I gave into it with it because I said, yeah, well, I, I, I want this, so I'm going to get it anyway, so I can as well uh, get it for this price now, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I did that, and when I did that, I had some... That was a different technique, and I had some things coming in. Mm. And one of them was that I should work with clients with channeling, and I was yeah, well, great. I can can barely do it when I'm at home alone and have all the time of the world. I'm uh, going to do that with clients. And then for a while I did that, and then kind of didn't didn't work that much anymore. And then I had uh, Katish saying that, and then I had the stories coming through, and. Now recently I had a session with Melissa and she said something like what she can feel is that uh, I'm here to, you know, to help people find their, their stories. So that would mean just to work basically with people as clients in the, in the coach. What, yeah, so your hypnosis could help people to get into the space of that. Because, yeah. Because you've probably got some resistance yourself when you're doing it, but when you're taking a client through, through that... That, yeah. that is probably easier. So I, I, I think I'm just figuring out at the moment how the uh, the framework for it would look, how I would, you know, I would probably combine it with my trans journey to the power within, which, which I'm doing at the moment. It's my main offer at the moment. I would, would just tweak that to see if we get to the story of the person, of the story of their life, so to speak, yeah. uh, to find the threat in their life. So that's that's the thing so i'm in the process of figuring that out and because of that i thought i would offer in the group i would offer to the group uh, just to uh, pay what you want for oh yeah yeah these new sessions you know and if someone wants to do just the trans journey to the power within we can we can also do one or two spots for that uh, just to do it as kind of as a test and see mm. what how it works and Wonderful. what comes up for the for for people and so, so that's that's also something. Yeah, that's kind of a connection between the coaching and the storytelling. So I don't really know where the, uh, this is going to lead at the moment. So I do. <laughs> the similar thing, haven't I? Coaching, storytelling, memories, memories, <laughs> memories. <laughs> it's all wonderful. Suzanne, thank you so much for today. I think we have covered all the important I think, points. I think we have. <laughs> yeah. I've loved this conversation. Much. Yeah, it was great as always. As always. <laughs> and we're 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 uh, we're in touch, and we are going to talk about the the show uh, as it moves on. And yeah. Thank you so much for today. Bye for now. Bye. So ask yourself, is this for me? Give yourself some memories. Learn to trust your Thanks for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. I trust that you will have heard something today that you were ready to hear and that it's made you feel a little lighter, more aligned and connected with your soul's purpose and you have been reminded of who you really are and the true nature of the power that you hold within you. My aim for this podcast is to bring love, light, wisdom, raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed the show, go back and listen to some of the back catalogue of previous episodes. Subscribe, follow, rate and review so that you're notified when new episodes drop in and share this podcast with anyone that you think it may help to listen to. You can connect with me at soulfulvalley.com 
And if you scroll to the bottom of the website, there are links to my social media platforms.